Welcome to episode 380 of the show. So before we begin, apologies, more sound pollution today because one of my neighbors is doing gardening and so they have that annoying uh, lawnmower thing going off in the background. But anyway, I figured I'd just have, I'd go ahead and make the recording instead of waking, uh, waiting for perfect conditions before I record. Because I want to make sure that uh, this year, not just this year, but from now on, that I keep up with my commitment to you guys and release episodes as and when I promise to do so. So now that we're done with yesterday's rant, we can go back to the uh, normal list of questions that we address on the show. So today I'd like to look at a quote that I've, I saw on social media recently and it's also something that um, a lot of us have been exposed to from time to time. And the reason why it's topical today is because um, there are folks out there who are talking about meeting customer expectations and exceeding uh, customer expectations. And of course, some people saying arguably that what we should try to do is to exceed our customer expectations and not just to merely meet them. Because in today's um, environment, today's business environment, meeting your customers' uh, expectations is, um, is merely um, table stakes, is merely entry stakes. So everybody is expected to meet the expectation as good business practice. So what we should be aiming for is to exceed customer um, expectations. And that's something that I saw on uh, Twitter a while ago. And I think it makes sense. We should aim for exceeding our customer um, expectations. So uh, the first step to exceeding your customer's expectations is that you have to know what these expectations are in the first place. And... Uh, kind of makes sense doesn't it and uh the quote about uh this quote is um, attributed to i think is attributed to roy williams i think i'm not sure um what his background is i'll have to check it out later on well actually that's bad um production on my part because actually i should have looked him up before uh, coming on the podcast well anyway uh bottom line is the thing makes sense you can't exceed expectations until you know what those expectations are. And that's the reason why I keep arguing and advocating for on the podcast that this is the reason why we should keep talking to our customers, especially those that we think are our ideal customers. So we make sure that our sales process has um, lots of questions in the qualification stage so that we get to uh, know what their needs are, what it is that they're aiming towards. And even after we're done with delivery, we should still keep in touch with our customers, get in touch with them. Um, I hope you enjoyed ABC123. I hope we're able to live up to XYZ. Is there anything you think we could have done better? How would you like us to improve? Blah, blah, blah. It's really important to have all those conversations uh, over the long term. And you don't just stop uh, when the person has made um, the uh, deposit and then you have delivered. Because uh, this is how you're going to get at the heart of what your customer's expectations are. And then you know what it is that you have to exceed. Now, people also try to do this using, um, what are those things called? Uh, questionnaires, I think. Surveys. Customer surveys and stuff like that. But I don't think you should be doing customer surveys, at least not in the beginning anyway, because when we craft those customer surveys, um, usually they are multiple choice. You know, so there's question one, ABC, question two, ABC, question three, ABC. Now, it assumes that you know all the variables and what is important about the customer experience in the first place. And so you are funneling all their answers towards A, B and C, which you think 
are what are important or what are to be expected. But what we should be trying to figure out is not what, uh, what, what, uh, how do I put it? We shouldn't try to be figuring out what, uh, which of our opinions we think are correct. We should be trying to figure out what opinions the customer has. So in the early days, for those of us who are still uh, new in the business, what you should be doing is trying to be figuring out what their expectations are. And so that's the reason why I think rather than sending questionnaires or emails, it's a good idea to pick up the phone and have a conversation. Because when you pick up the phone, you have a conversation, people are talking freely, you're able to dig deeper and uh, pivot. And then, of course, it's much more pleasant to have a phone conversation with a service provider that you enjoyed working with rather than sitting down uh, with a multiple choice, um, uh, what's it called, questionnaire, you know, ABC, and then it's 30 questions. It's um, such a, uh, what's it called, such a time kill and such a buzz kill. It's something that I realized um, early on in my wedding photography practice when um, I called up a particular couple uh, to talk about the pre-wedding shoot. So I wanted some answers about um, how they met, uh, places that they like to hang out, uh, things like that, just to know more about them. And that is how I used to factor in where we would have the pre-wedding shoots done, get the ideas for uh, pre-wedding shoots. Now, before that couple, I used to send it out uh, as um, a Google a Google document. So uh, there will be questions there, and then they would type the responses, and then from there, I, I, you know, I'd take it from there. But this particular couple, um, at the time, I mean, apart, you know, wedding planning is uh, very, very difficult and busy. But at the time, they were going through some personal circumstances that made them not so... Um, available for stuff like that so the bride said why don't we just have a phone call uh, this is a while ago anyway this is before i uh, started talking about my i uh, went on uh, i started this my gospel of using the phone so uh, try not to be disappointed with me uh, too much that i didn't practice what i preached that was a long time ago and um, those are some of the things that have made me to uh, stand behind this gospel of using the phone so firmly so she said, why not just have a phone call? So I picked up the phone. I called them. We had a fairly long discussion. I ended up going into about 15 minutes, but it was really lively. It was really animated. I got lots of, um, I got lots of uh, information, got to know about them, uh, were able to craft, uh, come up with the right locations for the pre-wedding shoot there and then, rather than me sending over questions, they type the question, send it back to me, then I read it, and then I send them another email suggesting venues and then stuff like that. So we're able to wrap up everything quite sharply with one 15, 20-minute conversation rather than exchanging emails back and forth um, over three days. So... Um, uh, this is an example about how uh, the the phone conversation is really personable, really conversational. Allows you to dig in. You're you're going to be at, you'll be able to get to the root much quickly of what it is that your customers are uh, thinking about. And I think that it should also be the process that you should follow when you're trying to figure out um, what their um, expectations are. Start off with the phone call. Now, the thing is, after you do this over the phone several times, let's say you've done this with 20 clients, you're going to be able to, you'll now see a, a trend emerging. I'm not saying it has to be 20. I'm just saying after you've done it with a couple of questions, you now get a sense of certain trends that customers either like this or this or that. And it's after that that you've done this preliminary step of having conversations with all your early customers that you now know how to craft the perfect questionnaire. 
because now in your questionnaires instead of question one abc question two abc and the and the abc options are what you think are important the abc questions will actually be what customers in the past have indicated to you that are important or are possible options so yes the google doc the questionnaire the mailchimp the whatever it is software it is that people use these days um, those things are there and yes you should use them but not in the beginning phone calls first until you get a fair sense of who the customers are and you get a sense of the themes that keep coming up over and over again and then that will inform the uh, customer survey that you come up with um, later on so these are the reasons why I say you should talk to your customers because if you talk to your customers then you are going to be able to know what their expectations are and then you know what it is that you are shooting for and then most importantly what you uh, missed in the past and how to uh, tweak that. So also apart from that, talking to these uh, people, your customers, is going to give you a better sense of who your ideal customer is because some folks are going to say, ah, we give you five over five, uh, although you could have done better on this, you could have done better on that, you can improve this, this is absolutely what I love. And by the time you start running into a couple of these people, five or six of them, you now realize that, oh, okay, these are the people that I really love working with, that get value from what it is that we do, and they pay me without hassle. I guess these people should be our ideal customer profile. So instead of just sitting in your basement discussing with your wife or your husband or your team, and you guys start dreaming up who your ideal customer is, talking to your customers is going to give you a very um, real sense of who your ideal customers uh, who your real idea customers are because you're having these conversations uh, you're going over transaction um, records I hope you guys are keeping transaction records anyway so that you know who it is uh, to call so in January we did uh, three or three jobs uh, these are the invoices and so because of that I now know that I have to call Chukudi, Kemi and uh, Diana then in February it was four I now know I'm supposed to call this person, this person, that person so uh, it doesn't have to be anything uh, too fancy um, for me the invoice is usually my first port of call because uh, the invoice will have you know name, um, email address and then a summary of what it is that was delivered so if I just look through my invoices then I know okay who it is that I need to call when I'm trying to look for some um, customer uh, intel, customer opinions. So review your transaction um, records when you're trying to figure out who your ideal customer is. Don't sit down there and then fantasize or you look at Instagram and you say that, oh, this person had this client, this person had that client, oh, that is my ideal client. Go off of the actual data that you have and you'll get a better um, uh, sense. Then uh, another reason why we should have these conversations with our customers is because they also tell us where we're leaving money um, on the table. Because there are some things that they're going to say that you could have done A, B, you should have done A, B, C better, you could have done X, Y, Z better. Now those are opportunities where you can improve your product, opportunities where you can improve um, the service itself or your delivery and then stuff like that. And when you improve on those things, those options, uh, those are options that you can use in the future to derive better profits because uh, the value of what you're delivering overall uh, goes up. And so that's it pretty much what uh, I came, I hopped on the mic today to share with you guys. So uh, again, the quote attributed to Roy H. Williams, that the first step to exceeding your customer expectations is to know what these expectations are. So you're not going to know these expectations until you have a conversation with a customer. It's good if you have a customer service questionnaire, but in my own opinion, your customer service questionnaire or email or whatever it is that you, uh, uh, you use 
you sh it should be informed by actual conversations that you've had in the past. So if you're new to your industry, if you're a first time wedding photographer or a wedding planner, take the time out. You've only done six weddings so far. You've only done 10 so far. Take the time out, call up people and speak to them. Say, hey, Obiageli, uh, was nice handling your wedding um, uh, two months ago. Uh, I have a couple of questions to ask. I hope you don't mind. Um, yeah, so what did you enjoy? What went wrong? What could we have done better? Did you like this particular thing? You know, have the conversation. If you did a good job of uh, building rapport and building the relationship in the beginning, then it's going to um, pay off in spades at this point. And from the conversation that you're going to get, uh, rather from the uh, data, from the information that you're going to get from these conversations that you're having with these first six clients or with these first 10 clients or first 20 or uh, whoever, it's going to be absolute um, minefield. It's going to be uh, gold for you. And uh, another benefit uh, that we don't talk about a lot is when you have conversations like this and you have five or six people in a row say, oh, you smashed it, especially this, especially this, especially this. It's a good high. Uh, it's a good buzz. And it helps you pick up the phone tomorrow to sell or to go to the bridal fair to keep on uh, selling. And uh, when you run into those uh, prop times and you have um, difficult interactions with clients, you know, you remember all the good clients you've had, you know, all the... Uh, Obiagelis or all the Tavishimas or all the Dianas uh, who said you did a wonderful service and then you know it helps reinforce that okay um, I'm not crazy I actually am good I'm actually I'm the shit uh, there's some value here that I'm uh, delivering it's unfortunate with what it is that happened it didn't work out but I'm good I'm the bomb and then it helps you uh, keep on selling so uh, with this in mind let's remember let's keep talking to our customers uh, it doesn't end when we just collect the deposit and then we uh, deliver. So even after delivery, speak to your customers because it's going to help you figure out what it is that they expect and you're going to know what it is that you have to exceed. So thank you very much for listening to today's show. I am your host, Abuja-based sales consultant, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording and uh, y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend.